What's up, guys? Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Ronnie. I'm Chad. And we are here, back again today, for episode 11, season 1, Idol, The Struggle for Trost, part 7. Sweet. I'm ready. Alright. Once again, no spoilers, only talking up to episode 11. What do you think of this episode, Chad? I liked it, man. The only thing I didn't like is that it featured some of my least favorite character of all of AOT in it. Yes, it did. We we got a little, we met him last episode, and well, I think we'd even met him before that, right? But we kind of seen him, but he definitely got the most screen time. Yeah, last he episode. definitely got more action in that last episode, and he's definitely getting more action in this one. But we'll get there. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So we pick up where we left off with Aaron telling Pixis that he will move the boulder, even though. He's not sure he can. You it's know. typical Aaron fashion. This though. is the plan we came up with. <laughs> I love his motivation. But uh, it's what Pixis wants to hear, and he's hyped and calls to assemble the general staff so we can work out a strategy. And at this point, Armin cannot believe that this is actually the plan we are going with. It's yeah. like he thought of this plan as he was going through a traumatic experience and was really hoping that the people higher up had this situation under control, but they do not. Yeah, Armin's like, you're really going to trust a 15-year-old boy's plan? He's like, I just, I was just thinking of anything I could and we're going with it? (laughs) Aaron says we need to just go with it, though, because Pixis is seeing a vision that they can't see at the moment. But it was at this point I was wondering if Aaron knows just how hard Pixis is hitting this flask because the (laughs) only thing this guy might be seeing is the ground spinning out from underneath his feet. Yeah, I, I realized how much of a badass this guy was and why he was always going out on a limb after I saw how hard he was hitting the flask. He's got a little liquid courage. He does, and I respect it. <laughs> Aaron goes on to say in a very ominous and uninformed way that the Titans aren't even their only en- enemy. Yeah, that that <laughs> was you a, get... a blanket statement that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Did you get that? I felt like this is the most important thing that's happened in the last five episodes. He just says... In a very ominous way, the Titans aren't even their only enemy. And I love how when he says that, because he says that to Mikasa and Armin, right? And after he says that, they kind of don't, they kind of just brush it aside. They kind of get called away, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't seem like important information. So what do you say, Chaz? Let's go move a big rock. <laughs> we get some uh, talking amongst random soldiers who are hearing about this great plan. And for some reason, they seem to think that it's not going to work. Or as one guy put it, a death sentence. (laughs) Which I don't know why. We had a perfectly fine 15-year-old boy come up with this plan. They've only heard rumblings at this point. We haven't broken down the whole plan. I'm sure they're going to feel differently once we really lay out the blueprints. Mind you, most people, besides the garrison crew and the small crew that saw Aaron turn into a titan, most people don't know that we have the capability of doing that yet. The uh, the wimp that Marco was stopping from committing suicide last episode, he has a name, they say it, but I don't respect this guy enough to learn it. He's still not doing very well, shockingly. <laughs> it, I mean, that leads to a scene yeah. where someone, presumable, presumably in charge, is threatening to kill this guy because he keeps talking about deserting his duty, but... He's telling him he's going to kill him while this other guy's threatening to commit suicide. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like he's kind of giving him what he wants, which doesn't really make any sense to me. But he also, also I thought what was really weird on that is, I'm, I won't even say his name because he's my least favorite character. But when he says he's going to commit suicide and the other guy calls him out and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you for that. He actually starts to pull his sword like he's going to fight back. No, it's I think like, he's. I think he's trying to get the quick trigger. He's trying to kill himself before this before, guy gets the honor before to this him. guy can kill him. Okay, but I mean, this is like Armin from a few episodes ago. I don't even think this guy's got the guts to do it. He's just all talk. And so they're threatening. He's like, this guy says, "I'm gonna kill you," and Wimpy Boy saying, "I'm gonna kill myself," which. I mean, the only logical way we're getting out of this situation is for everyone's best friend, Marco, to come defuse the situation. And luckily, that is what he did. Well, luckily or for those two, I guess, not lucky for us because I wish we could have just nipped this little pain in the butt out of the way. Yeah, I think you just got to let the sad sack of shit just off himself at this point. We're uh, hopping on over to another group of soldiers that includes two girls saying that they want to choose how they die as well. A lot of... A lot of uh, preferable ways of death going on in this group of people. And when Speaking they, of that, Ronnie, what would you choose? I would choose... Uh, wow, this is a really light subject for the podcast. I think I'm just shooting myself. Shooting yourself? Okay. So you, you kind of have to be in the military police for that, right? To have the guns? Yeah, I guess so. Because I don't know. Oh, if well, I could... you mean just an Attack on Titan? We weren't having oh, like no. a deep in, in Attack on in this moment. I meant how would you? In this one, I feel like I gotta fight a Titan and just hope for the best. Yeah, I gotta go out guns blazing. I'm definitely know? doing something with the ODMs because that just looks like too much fun to pass up. Yeah. Um, sorry, I thought we were getting like deep <laughs> on a personal. Level no, there. not not that deep. We'll talk about it later, buddy. Right after the podcast. Uh, but as I was saying, these girls are talking about how they want to die, and that's met with some approval with some creepy guy with five o'clock shadow. Never seen this guy before. He's got a real weak beard. I mean, this beard looks like my beard. It's just you're trying way too hard, and it's not working out, yeah. but you just keep on trying. You tell people that you've been growing it for like half a day, but really it's been like three months. Yeah, well, that or you. this is the other thing that I do. You just say... Yeah, I'm just kind of letting it go, see where it takes me. <laughs> yeah. You know, not really worried about it. Just go with the flow. You and know. then at night, you just look in the mirror and you just cry. And you're like, am I even a real man? <laughs> well, I haven't experienced that, but I kind of know what you mean. Okay. John overhears this whole conversation and asks them where would they go? Because uh, let's be honest, John has thought of doing this himself at one point, but he just thought better of it because he didn't know where to go once he did run. He has, and I feel like John just thinks of every possible scenario, so he kind of knows what, what's going on in this situation. We're back on top of the wall with Pixis, and he's talking with Aaron and telling him that it's been said that humankind in the past fought endless ethnic and ideological wars, and then someone said if a powerful enemy appeared that wasn't human, the human race would come together and stop fighting. He asked Aaron's take on this, but before I get to that, I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you. Chaz, what are your thoughts on ethnic and ideological wars? To, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this kind of came out of the blue. You know, he kind of said this on a whim. But I, I completely agree with him. Because technically, if you think about it, we're so focused on these, these titan figures that are coming up that we completely forget 
the actual conflict that happens between human and human right. within our real world. Um, but even Aaron, he, he kind of mentions this a little bit later, but there's still, there's still a bunch of human versus human conflict that's going on even with these Titans around. Yeah. Which you should think all focus should be put onto these Titans. There should be no human conflicts, but there still is. You have such a way with words. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, Aaron says, you know, he thinks that that whole take is oversimplifying things. And Pixis has to agree with that, stating that they both have twisted personalities. So I don't know if he's saying, just like Pixis was saying last episode, that Aaron also would like to go out by a female Titan if she was a knockout. Which I would too. I we mean, all would. Yeah. Aaron adds on to it with some pretty cool wisdom, I think, by saying that humankind may be fighting the same enemy, but he doesn't think they've truly come together as one. You know what that sounds like? It sounds a whole lot of the chain is only as strong as the weakest yes. link. And I think he's referring to Captain Worryman in this situation. Because that guy is weak. That guy is completely weak. Speaking of good uh, role models, we walk by Hannes, who is manning the very important cannons. When he expresses well, they're joy, fixed, so yeah, well, they're not fixed. When he expresses joy to see that Aaron is okay, but that joy is not returned at all because Aaron, all he does is motion him to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. I thought that was, that's one of my favorite parts because you have a 15-year-old kid telling a veteran who's been doing this forever right. to get back to work. Well, he hasn't been working forever. He's been boozing with He's his friends. He's been boozing, that's true. But the, the same guy that saved you when you were a 10-year-old kid, at least. Uh, Pixis hits the flask again and then offers Aaron some in the role of cool uncle. And, of course, Aaron accepts, and we find out he's a pussy-ass bitch that can't handle his liquor. Can you believe him, dude? As mischievous as he is, as strong-hearted as he is, you would have thought by now he would have at least tasted alcohol. What would Mikasa think of this? she for it? No, I mean, well... You think Mikasa's uh, sneaking into the Jaeger's liquor cabinet at night? Mm. If She saw Aaron have a bad reaction to it, so I'm sure she would try to go get him water at the moment. Who okay. even knows? She would just try to help him. She All she cares about is Aaron's safety. I think really the answer is if Aaron did it, she would do it. That's right, yeah. That's the right answer right there. Pixis gets everyone's attention so he can explain the plan to reclaim Tross District. So, you know, this is really where all the soldiers who are freaking out, they're going to hear, oh, wait, the plan's really well thought out. Probably wasn't made by a 15-year-old boy, and we're going <laughs> to... Who looks like a girl. We're going to do this thing. So he starts off really well by letting or introducing Aaron to the crowd. And if you listen closely, you can hear John somewhere in the crowd going, Boo! <laughs> he tells him that he is the subject, him being Aaron, that is, of the top secret experiments to make human titans that can change form at will. I love how he just bullshitted this on a whim. Quick too. thinking. Quick, absolute quick thinking. You have to say something like that. You can't just say that we magically found out that he had this. you got to say that this has been a top secret mission for years. This is some Area 51 <laughs> bullshit going on here. He's just like, we've been doing this the whole time. You yeah. guys just didn't know. Well, he's so boozed up that he just came up. You know, he didn't even think about coming up with this until he started speaking. That's how boozed up this guy is. 
Armin, who realized just a few minutes ago that no one other than him is even thinking of ideas, brings up the fact that we should also use soldiers on the other side of the wall to distract the Titans from Aaron. And he's telling this to my guy, McDreamy. Haven't seen McDreamy. him in a while. This guy is still absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Armin's plan is a good one until it ends with once we gather all the Titans, we can use our cannons to destroy them. <laughs> well, they're fixed, Ronnie, so you keep forgetting to mention that. But No, I don't love that idea, but someone still needs to go ahead and make Armin a commander because he's the only one thinking. He also decides that we need to send a small group of elite troops to help Aaron fight the Titans. And, I mean, the Titans are still filing through the wall, so obviously we need to do that. No one's even thought about it except Armin. And McDreamy, he's beautiful, but he I don't know if he's got the brains. He just looks at Armin, he's like, wow, we had not gotten that far. Yes, let's go with that plan. Yeah, as scared as Armin has been, like he actually sits there and he thinks of solutions. It's like everyone else is so scared that they're too scared to even think. It's like, what are they doing? But after he's like, yeah, let's go with that, he then expresses doubt in the plan. But it's trust me, it's just for show because he hasn't come up with anything better. He just wants to make sure Armin remembers who's really calling the shots around this place. Captain Worryman. <laughs> and, and his name is Captain Worryman. <laughs> All of the soldiers who were worried before do not seem to be real confident in the plan, even at this point. I thought once they really heard the intricacies of the plan, they were going to be on board, but they're not. So they all band together and just start to walk away. Well, that's because we have sad sack of shit. Is, don't we have Daz, sad sack of shit Daz? He's one of the first ones to be like, oh, yeah. this plan sucks. It's him, five o'clock shadow, two yeah. whiny girls. But I'm thankful that they started to walk away because during this, we get what might be the funniest shot in the show so far. As the screen moves from right to left, we get a close-up on Keith Wannabe, Kit's Worryman. Worryman, yes. Who looks as if he just walked in <laughs> on his parents having sex. He's so horrified. Oh, my God. But he still plans on cutting these deserters down where they stand. Oh, I love it. But I then he stopped. He's, he's thinking, yeah, I'm doing this. And then he's stopped by Pixis who authorizes anyone who wishes to leave to be pardoned, which then leads to an even greater shot of Kits. Before, the one before, <laughs> that was the greatest shot we'd seen so far. And then this one happens, and it's even better. It's a back-to-back -back display. I am naming, I mean, Kits is the king of facial expressions. Yes. Okay. He's, just, got, he's got to be a vampire, right? He's also a vampire. <laughs> Keith... And him. He, they're vampires. Keep an eye out for any more because they're out there. So we've heard some pretty bad pep talks up to this point, but Pixis, on the other hand, really has something going here. I really like this talk he has. He's starting to yell at them, and he's just telling them, anyone who fears a titan can never face one again, and if you've already faced one, you should probably just go ahead and leave. And that's, yeah, it also shows... I. Is it 5 o'clock shadow guy that starts thinking of his daughter? Yeah, yeah. He starts thinking of his, how his daughter, you know, if he goes back to her, how long will he really get to spend time with her before Titans come and just destroy her? Yeah, and he, it shows that little cutscene of the 
of the Titan eating his daughter, and that's when that kind of pulls on the heartstrings there. Yeah, so so I'm assuming because he does mention going back to his daughter that this hasn't actually happened. He's just thinking right, about this is what will happen. This if, is what will happen if he doesn't go back. Um, so he's got people's attentions. So he keeps on going and starts to explain about how the operation to retake Walmaria four years ago was basically just the government's way of cutting down the number of people because it couldn't support all those people, and everyone who is still here now is able to keep surviving due to the sacrifices mm-hmm. made by those people. And that's a reoccurring theme in this show, which I like. It shows how the sacrifices, no one ever wants the sacrifices to be in vain. The living has to keep living for those sacrifices. Yeah, there was an entire 20% of population that made that sacrifice, and I'm thankful to every single one of them except for Armin's Armin's dirty dirty old old grampy. Because that guy was just stealing food. Mm-hmm. That Don't even get me started on that guy. It never even showed his face. It just showed him put a hat back on Armin and then he just walks off. Yeah, because you don't celebrate the uh, the terrible people of the world. <laughs> uh, Pixis then brings up the point that they were lucky that it was as easy as it was last time. And keep in mind, it was very hard last time. Because if Wall Rose were to fall right now... Wall Cena won't be able to provide for even half of the remaining population. Which oof, that is a big oof. half is more than twenty percent. So yeah. making it worse than last time. According to my math, it actually is more than twenty percent. I whipped out a calculator, did some calculations, and I am here to report half is more than twenty percent. And then he ends on a bang with one of the coolest quotes, which is if humankind perishes it won't be because the Titans devoured us. We will perish because we annihilated one another. I beseech you, die here. An awesome quote. Dude, it, nothing gets me more riled up than when someone tells me, like, you know, let's go die together. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, hold your ground, die here. And you got, and everyone else too. If no one else is there, if they're just, if somebody's telling you that and you're alone, You'll never do that. But if everybody else is there too, and they're saying that everyone's going to die, right. that's, that'll really motivate you. Yeah. And everyone, you know, we're doing it as, together as a team. Yeah. It's exactly like, you know, if you say, hey, let's go jump off a bridge. I'm like, wow. I, lo- yeah. I look up to Chaz so much, but I'm not sure about jumping off this bridge. But if we have our two other friends, Chad and Ronald, and they're yep. like, hey, let's go jump off this bridge, and we're all yelling, we'll all just do it together because I'm so down. Yep. We finally get to the calling card. Uh, it seemed like it took longer to get here this round. It, definitely. And we're still learning about the ODMs. Thank God we've st- we've stopped learning about yeast. That was a one-episode <laughs> learning experiment. We're back to the ODMs. And it kind of throws back to Aaron's training because it's talking about how weight shifting is required to make three-dimensional movement possible. And the second slide just lets us know that it is made with the lightest material as possible to enable quick movements, which makes sense to me. What I'm getting from all this is you pretty much have to be like a modern gymnast to perform in these ODM It's probably years. true, yeah. You don't see a whole lot of thick guys, I feel like. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. I feel like you have to have a strong core, and two, as little as they eat... I'm sure they're all shredded underneath their uniforms. They're all they've got to be not just like jacked or no. anything, but Mikasa keeps shoving bread down Aaron's throat, so he's got that. That's true. He's got that skinny fat because of all those carbs, but 
he's still he's still top five, so he mm-hmm. knows how to work the ODM. Oh, yeah. The uh, Pixis is meeting with a small group of elite soldiers named Ian, Rico, and I believe Matavi to let them know their job is to protect Aaron and that this task will determine the fate of humankind, so no pressure. No pressure is how I took it. The three troop members seem to be just like everyone else and aren't real confident this plan is going to work. And then Pixis responds to them by just telling them that he hates losing and all they've done is lose to these freaking titans. And so for just once, he would like to win. I'm on Pixis' side right here. If you if you just keep if you're losing, you got to try something new. You got to at least, you know. Yeah. We're go. not trying to win the war today. We're just trying to win a battle. Yeah. That's all we want to do. Let's retake trust. And with a phenomenal plan like this, now seems like the time to go for it. In uh, one of the weirder ways I've seen people choose a team captain, Pixis decides Ian will lead the team because he knows the good alcohol from the bad. That's when you know Pixis, is, he's a badass. This guy knows what's up, dude. He is so off the wagon on his liquor right now that he's literally picking team member. He's picking squad leaders based off their alcohol consumption. Yeah. It's not even like he knows who's the best fighter, who's the best strategist. He's just going, hey, that's the one I see in the bar all the time. Yeah. Ian, you've got him, buddy. He's like, Ian, how do you think I became the high commander? I've got a good taste for liquor. You've got a great dart game, and you got a good taste in beer, man. You're the lead in this squad. Uh, but shockingly, no one has any arguments. They're all about the leaders being chosen by alcohol taste. Yeah. It's like he picked the right guy on accident, almost. We're back with Armin, and I can't stress this enough. He still cannot believe that this is actually <laughs> the plan that they are going with. So he comes up to Aaron and apologizes for leaving the fate of humankind all up to him. And Aaron, of course, tells him, dude, don't worry. I've transformed into a Titan literally one and a half times. What could possibly go wrong? And then he directs his real frustration at Mikasa because, of course, she wants to go with him. And that he just, again, he talks about her treating him like a child. He's like, you're not my mom. I'm not your little brother. And I'm with him on this, okay? She's too much up his ass. She's not acting like a, a real girlfriend, which I guess they're not even dating. And she almost, we get a three-second little part there where it looks like she's kind of releasing him a little bit. Like, am I really going to let him do this? And then, out of nowhere, she uses her mind control powers to make Ian walk over here at this exact moment. And he says... Hey, Mikasa, you should come with us. We need your help. (laughs) And Aaron's just like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) So we now have five members part of Operation Put Rock and Hole, and they start running to the other side of the wall when Mikasa thinks this is as good a time as any to see how Aaron's feeling. And I'm not sure I actually saw it on the screen or not, but it looked like she tried to reach for a loaf of bread in her pocket and try to feed it to him while they're running. Yeah, she definitely did. Rico and Matavi, they run up by him, and they're doing some more AO, or Attack on Titan classic pep talks by calling Aaron a spoiled brat and letting him know that a bunch of soldiers are going to die because of him. They're not saying anything wrong. It's all, all facts right there. You think that's the good thing to say? Yeah. Okay. 
Ian says, you know, let's focus on this. He isn't seeing many Titans in the way, and that's because we cut back to Armin, who is dangling his juicy ass, teasing these Titans down below. It seems like this plan could be just as effective if they were five feet higher and just leaning over the walls. I don't necessarily understand why we gotta lower ourselves right within yeah. a couple finger lengths away from these Titans, but... It looks a little risque, if more, you know what I mean. More power to him, I guess. Pixis begins to give one more final speech about how today will be the first time humans will not fall back when Titans approach. That today will be the first day we get a victory. And with that, as he's kind of saying that, Aaron and Mikasa, they dive into the city. Aaron bites himself, enters Titan form, so he shut me up. Yeah. Because he can just do it. The plan has officially begun. In fact, the plan is going so well that Aaron turns around and just throws an absolute haymaker. Oh yeah, beautiful at Mikasa. haymaker. And I, I believe it's because she kept treating him like a damn child, and he was sick of that shit. So you're I saying I like what it's implied that he lost control, but you're saying no. He means to throw this punch. I, I genuinely think he meant to throw that. Because that is a great theory, Chadley. The past two episodes, she has got on his damn nerves, and he's sick of that shit. She just won't give up on him. No. And he's even said, stop treating me like a child, stop treating me like a little brother, and she keeps doing it. So, you know what? Hopefully he connected. I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to find out until next episode, but I personally hope she's okay. Because she just wants the best for him. But uh, I do remember the first time I saw this part because we were watching it together, actually. And I have to say, at this point, it was just the way they were talking about I felt like I saw this coming from a mile away. Mm -hmm. uh, did you feel the same way with the first time through? Yeah, especially when it showed... It I think it shows him and he's kind of just standing there after he... And she's looking at him like... Aaron like yeah. what are you doing and then he just turns around and just throws it right at her it was just like so much of the talk was the only issue well they say it some in the episode I don't know how much I covered in the recap but a couple people a couple different times mentioned how you know is Aaron even going to be able to lift this thing in titan form because the way his body is going to be proportioned to that rock wouldn't even make sense Yeah, they're hitting that hard and then they keep talking about how Aaron can just do this now, even though he's done it one and a half times. And I'm thinking, no, nah, something else is going to go happen. Something go has here. to happen, yeah. Um, you know the plan can't go smoothly. But we'll have to find out next episode. A good episode, a lot of buildup, but now we know the plan, and now we're in the plan. So I've, We're building up to something special, you can tell. We met some more new characters. We got Rico and Ian now, and obviously we got more of Pixis, who's just awesome. But, uh, yeah. Do you have anything else? I think that about does it. Appreciate you guys listening. You know you can send feedback to the Podcast Chronicles at gmail.com. Uh, check out the YouTube page, Podcast yeah. Chronicles. Smash that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. You know, tell, tell your friends, tell your family about us. Send us a like, um, and uh, we've kind of, I think I've said this before, maybe not, we're obviously trying to get real caught up with the uh, the series before season four happens, so probably expect, you know, two to four episodes coming out a week. We're just yeah. churning these things out, like, 
And who Nothing. knows, season four might get delayed. It might be late October. It could be beginning of 2021. We're not really sure, but we're going to try our best to have every episode out before season four airs. Yeah, we certainly don't want that to happen, but if that were to happen, we might uh, change the schedule around a little bit just because this is good fun and we can yeah. uh, make it last a little bit longer. And even though it already feels like we're combing through these episodes in ever-living detail, we can really start going through these things. We're just out here vibing. If you want us to talk about, to be a little more serious, if you want us to goof off a little more, just let us know. We might listen to your feedback. We might not. Who knows? Yeah, we're basically um, puppets that you can pretty much control if you guys want to send some feedback. because Venmo us. you know. We both have some serious... Uh, daddy issues and we're very impressionable young men both 17 years old we'll fall into peer pressure we're not 17 we're older than that (laughs) (laughs) and uh just let us know what you guys would like to hear from the podcast let us know if you've got some feedback or questions or if you just want a new friend i'm always looking for new friends what about you chad i've got my one good friend right beside me right now all i need and that's chaz all right thanks for uh tuning in we'll see you next time peace